brush up your Shakespeare. Stop quoting him now. Brush up your Shakespeare, and the women you will wow. Just declaim a few lies from Othello, and they'll think you're a heck of a fella. If your blonde won't respond when you flatter her, tell her what pony told Cleopatra. And if still to be shocked she pretends well, just remind her that all's well that ends well. Brush up your Shakespeare, and they'll all. Kia ora, welcome back to Focus on Arts here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM and it's time for the lovely Kira Jones to come back and as you know the Carpety Arts Trail is just about upon our doorstep again the first two weekends of November so you should have it marked on your calendar now and she has three artists in the studio today so we're all equally spaced out but it's a big welcome Cheryl Gibbs, Rosie Salis, Dee Waring and of course our lovely Kira. Hey Kira. Kia Tanya. It's so good to be back and it's such a pleasure to be surrounded by so many creatives, uh, especially for this wonderful special that we've been running here on Coast Access Radio, uh, looking at our arts trail artists and a whole diversity of the different people we've had. I think we're up to about six and now we've got three more in today. How exciting. Um, so it's my absolute pleasure to welcome Cheryl Gibbs and Dee Warren. Cheryl Gibbs has actually been in and around arts trail for a last few years now and Dee Waring is a newbie which is very cool and of course we have Rosie uh, who is the head of uh, Arts Council. Arts advisor. Arts advisor, there we are, arts advisor. So it's a real privilege to have her with us today. Um, So I like to try and give a little bit of a background. I I like to do my research a little bit on you you artists, uh, get to know you beforehand. So Cheryl, you're a mixed media and abstract artist primarily, yeah? Mostly, yeah. And you've worked with printmaking, watercolours, acrylic, pencil and ink and collage work? Put it all together. Yeah, Yeah. how cool. So how did you start this process? Wow, I mean... I've always been creative. Um, mm-hmm. You want me to go right back to my... Go back as yeah. far as you like. This is your story, darling. I made my first skirt for myself when I was four years old. Got out mum's oh. sewing machine and, yeah, it sort of went from there. And I had a very creative grandmother who taught me mm-hmm. dyeing and all sorts, yeah, um, using vegetables and stuff for Oh, dyeing cool. So eco-dyeing work? spinning and, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I guess that's where it all started. And um, I always wanted to be an artist, but wasn't the natural drawer at school that a lot of kids are and the ones that get encouraged into art. So as an adult student, I went off to art school and and did a um, certificate and just loved it. So I kind of carried on from there over the next five, six, seven years. And What art school did you go to? Um, I went to U Cole in Palmerston North for that oh, first yeah. year and then um, I went to another one in between but didn't really enjoy it and then went to uh, the Learning Connection hey, and finished hey. my... So there's actually yeah. three Learning Connection students yeah. sitting at the... Well, previous students sitting at the table because Dee Warring has also done some time at Learning Connection, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I've done a few weekend courses mainly, nothing full-time. Yeah. So I did my training years and years and years ago. <laughs> It's a wee while ago since I did mine, too, <laughs> when it was still in Island Bay. Oh, that yeah. was such a beautiful campus in Island yeah. Bay, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, Dee, you've also done uh, Inverlochy Art School as well, which is Island Bay-based too, isn't it? It's in the old Inverlochy House in Wellington. Yeah, yeah. And I went there in 2005 
and took up painting because even though I went to art school in the 1980s for four years, I didn't do painting because of the male teachers then were um, focused on flat, abstract painting and I was the complete opposite. So mm. when I started painting curvy uh, figures and sort of bright colours and they just said, no, um, we don't want you to paint like that. We want you to paint like we do. Oh, and I, wow. I, I just they just put me off. So I never picked up a paintbrush again until 2005. <laughs> it's so sad, isn't it? Yeah, I did yeah. everything but painting. I did yeah. printmaking and photography yeah. and drawing. But, yeah, so... Who knows what would have been happened if I'd kept on painting, but I would have been an abstract, flat, geometric painter. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the wonderful figurative work you do. And it's actually quite interesting hearing me, hearing you say that, you know, that these male tutors sort of said that this wasn't the thing. Because now a lot of your work deals with the feminine form and the relation between males and women and things like that. Is, is that right? Is that an accurate description? Or I think it's, it was definitely a phase um, that I went through, um, very much exploring uh, relationships and the conflict in relationships, mm. but it was more about where I was at. Mm -hmm. Often it is an expression of your own journey. Absolutely. But I also have this theme running through my work, which is the goddess theme, mm. the prophetess theme, and I have mm. a whole series of that. And that really stems from my uh, going to women's workshops and that interest in um, feminism and, mm. yeah, this, this um, women's wisdom, women's collective wisdom. Mm. But my work's moved on now, and, and I'm doing a lot of abstract and semi-abstract work now. <laughs> Finally, irony. Enough, <laughs> enough. Oh, cool. That is awesome. So uh, you're kind of both working in an abstract mixed media, but from very different ends of the mm -hmm. spectrum. So, Cheryl, you're quite inspired by nature and earthy yep. tones. Yep. And you're gardening as well. Yep. It's a big part of your work. Yep, yeah, absolutely. My studio, I've got a really small studio, and it, it goes over a wee bridge and looks out onto the garden. And it's kind of like, yeah, that's where I look at. So, yeah, but I guess my work's works along the sacred feminine as well cool. um just something that kind of naturally comes in you know the curves and the rounds mm. and yeah mm. yeah that full embodiment that we often see in nature you know and mm. i think especially mm. here being on the kapiti coast we're so surrounded by these beautiful mm. nature and i personally i don't know about you guys but when i look at kapiti island i think there's such a figurative mm -hmm. shape it's got such a feminine mm. flow to it which mm. i really like mm. you know mm. <laughs> it's interesting Karen, because one of the things that I've said before about the artist scene is here as a relative newcomer how blown away I have been by the number of very fine artists in mm. the area but one of the things that I realize is that over many years it's been a draw card the island and the surroundings is very conducive to that creativity spirit I feel and, and what you're saying about the figurative shapes in the landscape mm. is very much part of that um, inspiration mm. for many artists I think. Absolutely mm. I think you know I mean there's a there's a real natural form as an artist to be inspired by nature when we look at the poets you know who mm. wrote these beautiful epics about the shapes of waves you know and mm. that forlorn nature of it and as artists you know fine artists and, and visual artists we translate a lot of those same kind of things and what's around us you know mm. uh, and how that they're, they're becoming a synergy between our connection as a human being with nature and mm -hmm. with creativity and it's very hard to separate one from the yeah. other I feel yeah I've never lived um, close to the beach like this before mm. oh, and wow. I've only been in Kapiti a bit over a year mm. and I live very close to the um, beach now and I walk down there most days mm. and I used to think Kapiti Island was over 
overpainted yeah. <laughs> and, and I just thought another bloody Capity Island painting but now nope. I really get it because I go down there and that island is mesmerizing and it, mm. it, it's got a feeling about it it's got a spirit mm-hmm. and you can feel it mm. and, I and can it's see different it's, every day it it looks every day it's very beach. moody yeah. it changes mm. the beach changes mm. too but I can see it's going to start coming into my art <laughs> you can't have it not come into your art it's, got, it's just it's got such a presence mm. I don't think one has ever managed to call themselves a full-blown copy artist unless they've done at least one even if it's a doodle in the back of a notebook of the I haven't oh <laughs> might be a challenge there for you, Cheryl. I might have to now. <laughs> Are you sure it's not just sitting behind your abstract? It could be. Mm. It could be. I haven't noticed mm. it, but I've mm. I've definitely seen some colours in some of your work that I've yeah. noticed mm. in Copperdale. Yeah. We get so many beautiful yeah. colours on those shapes yeah. and those you know folds yeah. that happen. And I'm I mean, the same. I'm on the beach almost every day, walking the dogs, and the mm. beach really has a huge amount to do with my art. I pick yeah. things up off the beach and use them. You know, so cool. yeah, what kind of things do you use? Uh, um, I'm doing. A little series for the arts trail um, about around beauty and it being a myth, and I use um, little bits of driftwood in them as mm-hmm. the face or the head or oh, yeah God. on on vintage book covers. So oh yeah. yum, vintage book covers. Oh. Yeah. I'm excited to I see this. I use heaps of vintage paper and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I've seen some mm. vintage post stamps in some of your work, mm. which are just gorgeous. Mm. Very exciting. Yeah. Mm. I think it's really interesting. These two artists that we've got, Cheryl and Dee, have never met each other, and yet we're finding similarities mm. in their works. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> extraordinary because I also have lately been collecting a lot of driftwood. Yeah. <laughs> For slightly, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. I'm probably going to draw it. But there's something about it. Each one is a sculpture yeah. mm. in its own right. And I, although I'm not a spirit, I am a spiritual person. I'm not a religious person. There's a difference, of course. Mm-hmm. I often stop and look at something that's lying on the beach and I think I couldn't have assembled that better mm-hmm. and I don't need to change it. Yeah. And it's an artwork. Mm. And I, I think about that what it is for me, because I'm a photographer at my core, so I see light first and mm. foremost. And if the light is right, and it only is for a short period of the mm. day, then anything mm. is a piece of art, mm. and everything has nobility and beauty because of the light. And I'm, I was trying to explain that to my partner. I think he got it. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, maybe he can listen back to this, because that was just so eloquent and yeah. beautiful. Yeah. You know, If he doesn't get it now, wow. <laughs> Yeah, so I've always got my camera out on the beach too. Sometimes I'll be down right by the water with it, and sometimes it'll be from afar. But there's always patterns. There's mm, always patterns yeah. on the beach from the surf, and and they are they're just nature's sculpture, and mm. I photograph them all the time. So yeah, Ooh. I think something about what art is is um, relevant. That sometimes because I'm a musician, not a not a visual artist. Mm. But sometimes I have explained um, music that is maybe abstract or aleatoric um, in visual art terms. So you can put a frame Mm. around anything and it immediately focuses the attention Mm. and makes it stand out from the surroundings. Mm. And that is saying this is to be looked at, this is to be Mm. heard or whatever, um, and that that's what art is, is mm. actually deciding what needs a frame around it. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, I really like that. I actually think that's quite a nice kind of metaphor in a way for Arts Trail itself, right? Mm -hmm. We're putting a frame around a really Mm -hmm. significant part Mm -hmm. of our community Mm -hmm. because we have so many diverse and talented Mm -hmm. artists, a lot of people who don't really know how to put themselves out there or how to be seen or where to Mm -hmm. go about doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, and for the last 20, is it 25 years we've had Arts Trail for now? 21. I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) And you're right, Kerrit. I mean, what we say is we provide a a platform Um, but we could say we provide a frame. Mm. Um, it's a nice, it's mm. a nice, yeah. nice way of looking at it. Mm. Yeah. It really is, yeah. Mm. Uh, and, and providing that first opportunity to see oneself as a framed artist. I mean, for me personally, Arts Trail was my first major exhibition that I did. Mm. You know, And that made me feel like an artist for mm. the first time. Mm. Having been a TLC student, having studied, having played around. I mean, I'm the same as you, Cheryl. I grew up very creative. Yeah? And having that, that platform to actually be able to frame myself and say, yep, mm. I feel like mm. a real artist now you know mm. uh, so a really big deal for me and Dee this will be your first ever arts trail even though you've got a very impressive art rap this is not your first exhibition by a long shot but it's your first time coming yes, into it yes it is and I'm feeling quite nervous about it I'm excited <laughs> yeah. I, I went on my my popular post on Facebook and said I am feeling nervous mm. I think the COVID mm. uh, adds another layer to it that you have to think about it a little bit differently yeah. mm. and um, I'm, I guess I've, how I'm going to manage the numbers of people, I have no mm. idea how many people will mm. come. So just having to manage if it's raining, that's a, it's, mm. it's going to be more complex. I have to think about where are people going to wait if it's raining. Mm. Um, also just spacing them out and, and things mm. like that. So mm. that part of it as well, and also how people are going to pay, all those kind of business sides of things mm. that I hadn't really thought about before. And, of course, when, Rosie, when you came round and said, what's your tsunami plan? I certainly Ooh. hadn't thought about that before either. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's a fair point. Hopefully there won't be a tsunami or someone having a heart attack. And, yes. But then mm. you might, you need to have thought about it. So yes. you know mm. you're prepared and you know what you're going to do in that situation if someone mm. fell down and tripped or yeah. whatever it might yeah. be. Mm. So yeah. it was great to have Rosie come round and it's made me think about the things I hadn't thought about. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm a pretty well prepared person but yeah. so the tsunami <laughs> plan was okay, mm, yes what do two people, should two people be doing? Yeah. <laughs> so so just to jump in there, that, that gives your uh, listeners an inkling of what goes on behind the scenes mm. because exactly. as council we are responsible for ensuring as far as possible that both the artist and the visitor are safe mm-hmm. and with COVID as Dee said it's a, a, a whole extra thick layer and yeah. you know with what's happening in the in the country at the moment where we're just keeping fingers and legs and toes mm-hmm. crossed mm-hmm. Um, but we are going ahead at level mm-hmm. two with good um, management in place and mm-hmm. all of the artists have had to think through and mm-hmm. and and just make sure that they're all prepared and have good um, good, what do you call it, strategies yeah. uh, for dealing with whatever mm-hmm. comes. And I can say that, you know, should the worst happen and something happens in the week before or the week during, we're ready to pivot into a different way of promoting artists on the trail. We may have to say no no active trail, but we mm. will, we will um, raise that platform, um, but we're not we're not going to do that because it's not going to happen. <laughs> no. It will go ahead, and um, and the only other thing I'd say to add to to Dee's um, comment is that the um, 
the the trail will feel a little different mm. it will not be quite so free flow in a lot mm. of places because of the restrictions mm. in terms of numbers of people inside st mm. uh, studios so i just ask people to to recognize that artists have done their very 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 mm. best to accommodate that um, have a bit of compassion and yeah, patience and understanding yeah. about and the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes like Dee's explaining there's so much bigger picture of what yes. we have to think about and what council yeah. have to think about yeah. you know and yeah. it'll be lovely if everyone can come together and just support that ethos and the fact that exactly. we can go ahead we can support our artists yeah. but we all have to play our part you know? and and one of the things that we obviously have to take into account is the that should somebody have a reason for not being open, mm. um, if the flag's not out, then mm. keep away, go to the next place. Mm. There are so many artists to see. About 300 this year, is so it? So there are, <laughs> depends how you count it, um, <laughs> Carrot. Um, but we estimate about 300, 350 oh, people, uh, people's work is represented on mm. the trail. We have... 90 sites I think mm. um, and the, we've certainly got 90 listings and um, we've got in some of those sites there are more than there are three or more like for instance Big Max Labs mm. has um, has quite a number and St Paul's has a few and Coma Collective and the galleries of course have, mm -hmm. have many represented so there are lots of places to visit um, some places you can see lots of artists at once, mm. but the key thing is to actually go and talk to the artists, see their art, and mm. understand the creative process. And that is, that is the joy of the arts. Training. Yeah, that's what artists love too. I mean, I know yeah. Tanya and and I can't remember who else was with her last week. They'll have to forgive forgive me. My brain has gone. Uh, Jackie, thank you, Jackie. I apologise. <laughs> yeah, 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 Jackie Marston yeah. and uh, Tanya Daly oh, yeah. were here last week talking and both of them talked about how wonderful it is to actually have that face-to-face -face interaction and I know I really love that too and Cheryl it's fun you've... actually I mean there's a lot of work I just say to Dee it's fun don't be nervous <laughs> it's lots of fun you do a lot of talking your voice gets a bit hoarse by the end of oh, each yes. weekend but um it's fun people are there to sort of support you and yeah I always oh. think it's wonderful the questions that people like people get some bravery mm. and they will ask you something you go oh that's a really good question mm. and it's this wonderful organic interaction that happens because there's a bit of a I mean there shouldn't be but there's a bit of a mystique around artists mm. and artists mm. have got something special people who are not mm. artists think that artists have got something we haven't we just <laughs> We're just putting it down. We're just comfortable we being weirdos, I think. Yeah. You know, we're just a special. Sitting outside the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, yeah. Sorry, guys, you go on. Oh, I was yeah. just going to say, you are special. I mean, and also what is very special is that you have opened your door to the public mm. in a way that you don't normally. And I think that is special as well. Mm. And, it's a little bit of how, magic. Yeah. How... Mm. Um, What's the word? How generous is that? You know, mm. that's that's wonderful. I think that's very special. Dee? Mm. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say about um, there's many th things, activities that when people go in the zone, I think gardening is very similar in, for me in the way that I do create art. It's You go in the zone, which mm. means time stops. Mm. You don't eat. And someone has to actually remind you that you should stop mm. because otherwise you won't stop. You'll just keep yeah. going. Mm. And there's, there's lots of activities that people 
do in the zone. Mm. But I think that's something that I relate to very much with the creative process. Mm. It, it's somewhere you go into. Mm. Yeah. And I was reading this wonderful novel the other day called The Painter, and he talked about he'd go away from his painting, and when he'd come back, the painting had moved on by itself, like mm. it had taken yeah. over. And it had changed while he'd been away, and mm. I totally got that. Yep. Mm. It's sometimes the painting takes over you, yeah, and you're not. You it's, really, it's creating itself, yeah, and you're, you're just sort of yeah. you're, you're like channeling, kind of channeling, channeling yeah, you're something a vessel which, for it when it starts through. to get a bit yeah. spooky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also that, I mean, I really would recommend that book of anyone who likes the creative process. But um, it's it's a novel, but. He did say, I wish I'd written it down. I'm going to go back to the Capitol Library and get the book out again because he put in one word and some words what great art was. And I'd never seen someone write it as well as he did, that novelist. Mm. And I can't remember it, otherwise I'd say it. But I'd always w was looking for that definition of what great art is as opposed to mm. what art is. But it's definitely about connection. Mm. And it's about it's imbuing things with a spirituality or a nobility or that that everyday things mm. that lifts them out of the normal yeah the sacred and the profane the right? sacred that, that's mm. it, and mm. communicating that to mm. the viewer and if you can do that mm. that's what we that's what i'm striving for and i'll never get there probably but maybe occasionally <laughs> but anyway <laughs> well i think i mean that that is the beauty of art right because art translates all race age religion everything you know it doesn't matter if you can see and even in music and music's a form of art too if you can hear you're having a direct communication with a creator you know you will never meet those two people you know you think of all the famous artists and famous authors you will never meet them but you've had a personal connection and communication with them mm -hmm. you know and arts trail on the flip end of it you know you actually do get to meet that you know mm -hmm. you get to have those those experiences that communication that transcends all barriers you know all the stigma all the judgments just flip away because it is it's that emotive you know you entering this new sphere of something yeah, I think, I think the one thing to understand is that when a person sees a pretty picture or a nice picture or an interesting picture that's they they can look eyes rest on it for five seconds but if they are, if the artist is standing right next to them and the artist says words that you've said, you know, that, that this comes from this place or by, I, I created this by being inspired by what I found on the beach, then their eyes go back to it and they might stare at it for a full minute or mm. five minutes mm. and they might go away and they might think, I re you know, I really was interested in that. Mm. Um, and the picture stays with them and sometimes it can be days, months, years mm. and they come back and they say, mm. can I see that painting again? Somebody once said to me years ago, I really wanted to buy a painting, I was in Argentina and I had no money left, I just had no money left and she said, you love that, don't you, because I kept going back to it mm. and I said, yeah, she said, you've got to find the money to do it and so I did somewhere, I can't remember how, ah. it was probably a credit card knowing me <laughs> Um, and it's still on my wall years, decades later. Mm. So, yeah, if you really love a piece of art or mm. you can't not think about mm. it, you should go ahead and buy it is yeah. my motto. Absolutely. Yeah. The, clue, the clue for artists is to engage that, mm. um, engage the watcher mm. 
if you like. I think one of the things, that having been a, a goer, like I started going to Arts Trail well before I was an artist, it's actually one of the inspirations that made me go, well, actually, maybe I could do this because mm. other people are kind of doing it. Um, and I would talk to people and ask them questions and get their stories. Mm. And I really enjoyed the storytelling element mm. um, of the, the viewer as mm. an Arts Trail goer. And then when I became a participant, Sharing those stories made all the difference to the investment that people make. Mm-hmm. You know, because people, some some of us, especially us creatives, we think when people see things, they're creating narratives about it naturally, right? Because that's how we work consistently. But not everyone does it. Not everyone has that capacity. As soon as you give them just a few little signifiers that can actually build that story, they become invested, not just in the artwork, but in you mm-hmm. and that spiritual yeah. sort of, you know, ethos, that source mm-hmm. that it's coming through. And that makes all the difference to someone. You can see someone flick over from that, I really like this, to I like this and it has meaning to me. Mm. This needs to to be in my life. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And that's such a powerful moment. You can literally see it Mm. flick over people's eyes. And Mm. it's just, wow, that's magic, man. That's magic, baby. I think we need to give people ways into the artwork. And that's often very hard for people to understand why they like something they, mm. it's such an instinctive gut feeling mm. I like that whatever piece mm. of sculpture or, or mm. painting and if you ask them well why do you like it mm. often they don't have the words to express mm. it they just go oh, I don't know I just like it you know mm. so they they do know at some level why they like mm. it if you start to kind of help them understand what that is mm. it might be the colors it might be the shapes it might be that it reminds them of something and if you can help them uh, when I when I finished my course in uh, Sydney and I was took children to the Sydney Art Gallery one day as as a group and I was looking for ways to help young children not get bored in an art gallery and and keep them interested in the artwork so I created a bit of a mystery tour and see you know how they do it they do it now really well in art galleries they didn't back then where they had those little activities for kids find the blue dress or um, where where can you find a artwork which has got three birds in it? Those kind of little activities, and they they really well, got really excited. And I thought when I was doing it, this is also a way that adults you can help adults mm. to. They just need something to help them get inside it because mm. it, it's quite they get a bit frightened about talking about mm. it or yeah, explaining they, they, it. And or, people need some kind of narrative, don't they? They need to put mm. some kind of meaning into art and. All our art has meaning to us, but actually talking about that with other people, is it's not that easy, but it's really important. And it can be a different meaning for the viewer too. Yeah. You know, some people see yeah. a work and you haven't intended any of that thing in it, but that's the story that they pick up on and mm-hmm. it means something to them. Mm-hmm. You know, They become invested. And it can be quite hard sometimes, I think, as artists to actually let that go and be mm-hmm. like, okay, just because you don't see my story, but you see another one, like... It's cool. Um, I am aware that time is ticking, and so it has been so wonderful having this discourse, but I'd like to just hand over to Rosie to give us some parting words in and around Arts Trail and anything else you might like to add. Oh, I'd just like to say I'd like to see a whole lot of people coming on the uh, Kapiti Arts Trail and meeting some Mm. of our wonderful artists. We've got a huge range of both numbers and uh, mediums and the two artists here have been talking about indicate what treasures there are to find. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to the artists and um, make sure that you put aside a good amount of time. 
come and stay in Kapiti overnight and see some <laughs> some people on one day and some people on the next. And if if you do actually want to stay a bit longer, we've got heaps of places to stay, lovely Airbnbs, and then you can make an appointment to see an artist um, in the couple of days after the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Possibly you want to go back and see one of their paintings or their artworks, or you might want to fit in somebody that you didn't manage to quite make to um, on the on the weekends. So mm. I just encourage people to get out, um, get out, and get involved, get, a, get, get involved amongst the creativity and, yeah. and comforting. Just yeah. just one last thing to note that we are because of the COVID situation, it's ten till four every day. Mm. Usually we've we've run a little longer. So Saturday, Sunday. First two weekends of November, 10 till 4. Mm-hmm. I'll see you there. And spreading all the way from Paikakariki. Paikakariki, right up to Otaki. Otaki. So every single region in between. In between. Yep, yep, absolutely. Ramadi South is one of my hotspot favourites, in actual fact. I really dig Ramadi South. And Otaki Beach has got a lot yeah. of little hidden gems, so it's worth making all the way down, down that way too. <laughs> Plan it out. You've got two weekends. You know? Take the kids out. You can use some tips from uh, Dee and her mystery hunt yeah. and finding objects and artwork. How cool would that yeah, we've be? Yeah, we've got... We've got Planner uh, maps on our website, kapitikos.govt.nz. Arts Trail. <laughs> Fabulous. And so just quick, Dee Waring, you're in Paraparumi Beach? That's right. And what number are you? 11 Beach Haven Place. <laughs> cool. And Cheryl, what number in the Arts Trail are you or where are you located? I don't know what number I am, but I'm in <laughs> Romati South in Tennis Court Road. Perfect. I'm the only one in Tennis Court Road. Yeah. Brilliant. So make sure you go and check these wonderful humans out and their beautiful artwork. Thank you so much, Tanya. Thank you, artists. Thank you, Rosie. And we'll see you all at Arts Trail. Kakite. You've been listening to Focus on Arts on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. Catch you next time. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.